Hello everyone, and welcome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is gonna be fun. Should we just keep going? Should we just? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hi everyone. Let's go. Um, we don't need a professional intro. Welcome to Watchlist, um, the very first episode of the podcast Watchlist, where we basically are just gonna be talking about film. Um, my name is Michael Hollis, and my co-host today is Troy Harwood. Hello. Um, I thought we'd start off with a little bit of an introduction, um, so maybe we can go around the two-person table and talk about um, a little bit about ourselves and maybe our favourite film of 2020 so far, which <laughs> there isn't many to choose from um, due to unforeseen circumstances, <laughs> yeah. but we'll give it our best shot. Um, all right, I'll start off. My name is Michael Hollis. I'm a second-year film student at Swinburne University of Technology. And my favourite film of 2020 has definitely got to be Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, I feel um, like it had a... Yeah, I feel like it had a really um, new spin on the children's animated genre. Yeah, it's great. Um, and, yeah, I think it, um, it really spoke about a lot of things that I don't think are spoken about enough in cinema. Um, so I yeah. definitely think that that's... That's got to be my fave. Um, if you haven't seen it, um, I don't want to say too much because, you know, that big twist um, at the very start of the film, you know, um, it just... It recontextualizes everything. Yeah, it broke about... boundaries about film. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it really did. Anyway, that's that's mine. Troy, what would, you, what would your favourite film of 2020 so far be? My favourite film would be... Uh... Oh, I've only seen three... So it's not that hard to pick. It would be The Invisible Man. Ah, yeah. A yeah. genuinely good film. <laughs> hey, what are you talking about? Wait, what? Sonic was great. Oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sonic, yeah. Sonic um, defeats all. Yeah, obviously. No, but seriously, The Invisible Man, um, I, was, I was waiting for Liam O'Neill's version for a long while because I really liked Upgrade. Hmm. Uh, and I really like the original Invisible Man as well, and so I was excited for a more low-budget take as well, especially after the uh, the Tom Cruise mummy movie. <laughs> yeah. <Ooh. laughs> um, so yeah, uh, really well-crafted film. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but we don't want to talk about that film for too long. Yeah, we've got to get into some things. So, yeah. um, a bit of housekeeping before we begin. Um, I just kind of want to talk about, as this is our first episode, talk about the reason behind the podcast um, and what you can kind of expect. Um, so basically, a bit of a story time. Last year, I did a uh, challenge where I challenged myself to watch 300 new films within the year. Um, it was difficult and took a lot of time, but I, I did it. I managed to uh, squeeze in the last few films just in the last couple of days of 2019. Um, and I really enjoyed it. And the best part of it for me was that I would post on my Instagram stories what I'd watched um, kind of that week and what I thought of them. And um, I would kind of communicate with people through that. People would reply and say, oh, like I watched that too. Or, oh, maybe you should watch this. Or what did you think of this? And it just kind of started this holistic discussion about film um, based off of, you know, what I'd just watched that week. 
Um, and this year I'm not doing the challenge, but I did want to continue that in some way. Um, and I thought a podcast could be a great opportunity because I really want to, you know, just keep up this chat about what we watched and I think it's a lot of fun. Hopefully you guys think it's a bit of fun too. Um, but yeah, I think a podcast is a good way to continue that. Um, yeah. but I also thought if I just like talked into a microphone by myself, it could be really awkward. Um, so <laughs> I invited Troy along and Troy's going to be joining me and we're just basically going to be chatting about what we watched this week in kind of a very casual discussion mode. We're obviously going to, you know, maybe go into a bit of analysis or a bit more in depth of what we thought of the films, but it's really just going to be a very casual podcast, um, for us. Because we don't know what we're doing. We can't take ourselves too seriously. I mean, we, we both know a fair amount of, about films, but when it comes to podcast making, as you can probably tell within the first five minutes of this, <sighs> we ain't the most experienced. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, how this is going to work is uh, we're going to talk about one movie each that we both watched and then a movie that we both watched to finish it off. So kind of the... Imagine a Venn diagram of films. Um, yeah, fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we're going to basically just share our thoughts, our critiques. Um, we might just go off on random tangents about different things about films. Who knows what's going to happen? Um, but yeah, I hope it's a bit of fun. And uh, I hope we create a bit of a fun community out of this. Because I, I want it to be, you know, like my 300 movie challenge, something that I can connect to people through and um we can gather feedback and and continue the discussion about films beyond the podcast um so i'll have more on that later about where we can you know kind of have that discussion where feedback can be made um but yeah i reckon we should get into the podcast one more thing um is that we are hoping to release these on fridays um that kind of gives you guys the weekend to watch something that might have caught your eye or ear while listening um, and that way we can talk about it over the weekend and I don't know just Friday's a good day in general um, but yeah how did I go with that Troy that was good for a <laughs> third <you>. time <laughs> yeah yeah this is a third attempt but uh, <clears throat> I think I covered everything that I want to say and we're happy to end the housekeeping there so Troy, I got a question for you. Yes. Troy, what did you watch this week? <sighs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Um, I actually didn't watch that much this week, but um, <clears throat> one of the movies I watched mm -hmm. was uh, Clint Eastwood's Gran Torino. Oh, I haven't seen it. 2008. I've had that film on like my family's dvd shelf for years i feel like uh, it's yeah. just been there since i was born but i've never taken the time to watch it yeah it's been on my watch list for uh so long um and it's you know it i knew about the film without knowing much about it you know it's like mm. that classic uh get off my lawn <laughs> line you know um, yeah i'm not sure if that's where it originated I um, think it is, though. All I but think I of know. when you say, get off my lawn, is Monster House. Do you remember that movie? That's exactly what I was thinking, too. <laughs> and then I was like, surely Monster House didn't come first. 
Hey, Monster House was groundbreaking. It was. (laughs) Monster House created the genre of grumpy old man telling people to get off their lawn. (laughs) Did you know it was motion capture, that movie? Wait, what? Yeah. Oh my god. And then, like, I watched a clip. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's why it looks so weird. <laughs> it does look really weird. I thought it was yeah. just like an artistic style. No, it's like early, st- um, early mocap movie, like like the Polar Express. Wait, was that motion capture as well? Yeah. Oh, jeez. I think Tom Hanks played like a lot of people. A lot yeah, of the characters. I, I knew he did a lot of the voices, but I didn't know it was motion capture. Yeah, he was mocap and all over the place there. Wow. Anyway, that's why they all look so strange. <laughs> Onto uh, Gran Torino. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, okay, so to give a little synopsis um, of the plot of Gran Torino, basically it follows Clint Eastwood, who plays uh, an older guy who's a Korean war veteran, and his wife recently passes away. At the opening of the film and it's about him sort of uh, finding a relationship and, and bonding with the predominantly Asian community that he's he's living in now because um, he's a very patriotic guy and he's and he's mm. racist um, and grumpy and mean all things that Clint Eastwood does really well <laughs> um, yeah but like you know, he he begins to uh, find this sort of relationship, um, and so that's the basic idea. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's just a really uh, heartfelt, solid, good natured story. You know, it's just a yeah. classic. You know, it's one that I'm sure Papa would would love um yeah he's like ah you know it's just got universal sort of themes that always sort of work Um, yeah is it one of those i think sorry is it one of those films where it's like it really doesn't matter like how it's told it's just like the story itself is so good that it would just work with any kind of style or like yeah pretty much pretty much like um i've seen lots of these types of stories before mm. um but Clint Eastwood is, is such a good actor and he gives a great performance he's he's just really entertaining there's plenty of laughs in the movie mm. um and memorable and uh even tense sequences um yeah and and because it's story is so universal it just like you know it's effective it, it works um mm. Is a little on the nose though sometimes, you know. It's um, but uh, it doesn't. Or... Yeah, kind of. It's like, um, hmm, I don't know. It's just classic racism story, you know. Okay. Yeah. But like that very thing. like, yeah, which isn't bad. Like yeah. it's still, you know, it's, it's classic for a reason. Um, those sort of stories, but. Uh, it doesn't help also that a couple of the actors um, are pretty bad, you know. I, I don't like to rag on actors because I know how hard it can be. <clears throat> but there's two performances from pretty major characters mm. that just aren't very good. Um, 
Oh. And it's very distracting. I'm not sure if it's the dialogue or it's or it's both or whatever, but they really yeah. let it down. Um, That's sad because it sounds like the kind of film where it's very um, just focused on, or it seems like a kind of film where it's just very focused on acting and and yeah, kind of it's dialogue. very character driven. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's almost two hours long, so it's a lot. Like I can see some people being like, "This is boring." You know, when's yeah. when's the Clint Eastwood action happening? And it's really not that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's actually a good thing in that in in that actually integrates that subversion into the into the story. You know, yeah. Where it's like you know you would expect a sort of cowboy Clint Eastwood gunning down a bunch of people, but it's not really like that. Um, yeah. Uh, and 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 it goes a bit further than that, which is nice. Um, yeah, maybe I it's should. A good maybe movie. I should watch it. Maybe I should finally take it off the DVD shelf and give it a whirl. Yeah, Sounds... wipe the dust off and <laughs> put it in. Yeah, um, yeah, it's it's well worth the watch. I think hmm. uh, just a well-rounded story. I wouldn't say it's um, the best movie ever, but uh, yeah, uh, some of the direction is actually one thing that stuck out is that a few people get punched in the movie. And the way the movie's directed is like the punches feel really weak. You know what this film's where like it's this just is a, a very specific critique. <clears throat> yeah, it, it is. It's probably something that only like weirdos like me would pick up on. <laughs> but like the the impact of the weight of like a punch, like I can feel the edit around it, you know? Yeah. You know when that happens? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it, maybe it's just me. No, no, no. They're really small <laughs> things, know. but like small things like that in the film is like what takes you out of it. And like, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Know, all the small things add up to like you know you being invested in a film. And so if there's something small like that, it's gonna affect the whole kind of thing, I guess. Yeah, definitely. And it probably means that you know the overall film is actually of good quality. If that's like one of my problems, it yeah. was like such a, a minuscule thing that only really happens a couple times yeah um yeah uh but it's got a lot, you know, a lot of nice themes of family and and uh community and it's very patriotic good old america uh yeah uh yeah um cool. but go watch it yeah nice and let us know what you think about it yes cool all right shall we move on let's go cool um, so what did I watch this week? Um, thank you for asking, Michael. Um, basically, <laughs> um, I watched quite a bit this week. Um, but I reckon I'll talk today about, um, Lady Bird, um, which is a oh. film directed by Greta Gerwig. Um, I think it was 2017 released. Correct me if I'm wrong. <clears throat> that is correct. Ah, oh, thank goodness. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and this is, I think, my third time watching it. Um, it's mm-hmm. if you don't know, um, it's starring Saoirse Ronan. Um, it's also also got uh, Timothy Chalamet in it, who you also may know. Um, and it's um, it's basically like a, a coming of age film, um, and it's a very very simple story um, about this girl in her late teens who's graduating high school and um just kind of how she's 
growing up and exploring her options for adulthood and how she wants to, you know, move away from her home. So it's a very, very simple story, something that's been seen done, or that's, that's been done like a billion times before. Um, but yeah. I always love, love watching this film. It's so much fun. Um, this is actually probably my favourite viewing of it, even though it was my third time. It, it gets better every single time I watch it. Um, because it's just so, I don't know, it's so simple on the surface, but it's also like really <coughs> dense and everything's so succinct and every character is so like real and has so much to them that like every time you watch it, you find yourself picking up on something new um, and following that kind of character's story rather than the character's story who you followed the previous watch. So it's a film that like you wouldn't expect it to have much value on a rewatch. But it has a lot of value. I don't know. Have you... You've seen it, yeah? Yeah, I actually have a rather interesting um, story with Lady Bird. Because <clears throat> I studied screenwriting at RMIT uh, for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of my projects at one point was actually having to read and study up on the Lady Bird script. Uh, and I, I read it before I actually saw the movie. Mm. And that was when it was first in theaters, just before its Oscar run, I think. Yeah. Uh, or the Oscar season, sorry, at the end of the year when they have all the, the Oscar bait movies. Um, Tom <laughs> Hanks comes out and he's like, I'm, <laughs> I'm acting still, guys. Um, yeah. yeah um, and so I've seen it twice, uh, which usually like I wouldn't. Um, but it is a very good movie. I, did I agree. You, did um, you find that, like, on the second time, you followed, like, something completely different than you did the first time? Or, um, or maybe it's different because you read the script and you kind of... Yeah, it it was weird because, cause like, like, when you read anything, you read it in your own... You, you Like, especially with a screenplay, you picture characters certain ways. I remember when I first saw the movie, I was like, oh, that's not how I pictured... Um, you know, like the dad character, like I read him completely different than yeah. he actually is in the movie, how the guy plays him. Yeah. Um, and there's like, even um, strange things like in the script, uh, one of the characters says the C word. I don't know if oh, want to yeah. make this family friendly. We'll just, so we'll just stay with the C word. We don't have to okay, say it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but someone says it in the script. But in the movie, someone says, like, it, it's, like, dubbed over. Like, and it it probably doesn't stick out to someone who hasn't read the script. But because I have, it always sticks out to me. Because someone's, like, they're, like, oh, you coos. <laughs> I'm, like, oh. Like, you know, it's really. Oh, yeah. see, I didn't notice that. But I I, yeah, did, so, I I remember the bit you're talking about. Like, I remember someone saying that. But I, I like, saw it as completely natural. Yeah. That's well, funny. yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it is. But. Um, yeah. it was weird things like that stuck out to me, but I can see like, um, with the script, there's a lot of like little details that add to it, which is mm. nice. Um, and it's very clear. I think Greta Gerwig put a lot of, a pull, a lot of, um, personal touches uh, yeah. to the film. Like it feels very personal. Yeah. And it's very, I guess, universal. Like everything feels like a lot of the conversations in the film, you like, you're like, I've had these conversations with people before, you know, 
and like nothing feels yeah as a as a kind of coming of age film that's quite simple in its story it doesn't feel like any of the dialogue or anything like that kind of conforms to that genre or what you would expect to hear from an american coming of age film like it all just sounds really um weird or not weird real <laughs> like weirdly <laughs> real like um yeah that's what i meant to say um but yeah, and it's also really funny. <laughs> I don't know, like I find myself laughing at different things every time. But it's a it's a unique sense of humor. Um, I love the coach. I love the um <laughs> the, yeah. when the, when the PE teacher becomes the drama coach. Yeah. Like, <laughs> number two, you're gonna come in slowly. Look at the audience. And then you number five, come in hot. You could come in hot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is. That great. was great. Yeah, um, but it also yeah. wasn't like you know focused on being a comedy film. No, which I think no. worked really well. Like it had a real quirk to its sense of humor, and it wasn't very often, which was really nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, but yeah, I guess yeah, you should definitely watch this film if you haven't. I presume a lot of you probably have, because um, it was quite successful. But um, yeah, no, made made it back its money. Yeah, but um, definitely check it out if you haven't. It's really, really well made. <coughs> really, really um, sweet and. Um, Really, yeah. Yeah, just a really good film. I don't know. <laughs> I could go on about it for a while. But, really, really, uh, really. Good. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, and it made me want to re-watch Little Women, actually. Um, oh, really? Is it better than Little Women? I haven't seen that. I, I enjoy it more than Little Women, um, but it, yeah. it did make me want to kind of rewatch it because Little Women is it's a very different story, um, similar kind of themes, but quite a different story, you know, obviously being based off the novel. Um, yeah. If you don't know, Little Women is Greta Gerwig's next film. Um, and Is the direction much different? Yeah, it's actually quite different. Um, I mean, I haven't seen Little Women since last year, so, you know, I need to rewatch it. But, um, yeah, it's quite different. But that kind of quirky humour that I'm talking about is, is still in it. Um, and yeah. Yeah, it's... It's interesting because they're quite different films, but you can definitely see similarities. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'd definitely give both of them a watch if you can. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll get around to Little Women at some point. Yeah. Um, I'm interested to see how her direction evolves because Little... Uh, uh, not Little Women. Um, Lady Bird is her first movie, isn't it? Yeah, which was, like, insane. Yeah. Like, she'd done, I um, think, writing before and she'd been acting and... Yeah, so, but um, um, as a directorial debut, it's like crazy good. I think yeah, it's very good. Although I, when I, personally, I didn't find the direction like anything special for me. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like, oh, like you know, it's it's good, but it's not. I it wasn't there wasn't a touch in its in its visual style or anything which I was like, yeah, oh, that's really that. standing out to me. Yeah. Um, I, so, I, but you know, I'm sure as she makes more films, it'll evolve. So that's definitely why I want to watch Little Women at some point to see how she's like changing as a director. Yeah. Um. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, shall we move on to the uh, the film that we both watched this week? Yes. Um, which is <laughs> taking quite a bit of a grim turn from Lady Bird. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> into Under the Skin. Well, you guess you could say it's a coming-of-age story. 
Yeah, I suppose <laughs> it's a lot darker uh, and uh, a bit more negative. But um, yeah, Troy, did you want to did you want to tell us a bit about Under the Skin? Yeah, so um, Under the Skin came out in 2013, uh, mm-hmm. and it's uh, it is an adaptation of a novel. Although from what I've read, it's um, pretty different. It uh, actually doesn't follow much of the novel at all. Um, mm. And basically it follows... Uh, Scarlett Johansson plays... Uh, well, she plays an alien, basically. And mm. the alien comes to this area in Scotland. Um, and she's this strange sort of seductress alien. And she's uh, taking... She goes out at night and just... Uh, goes and seduces men and then takes them mm. for a uh, nefarious purpose. Yeah. Uh, and that's basically the, the most basic plot synopsis. Although, the, like, the plot's not that overly complicated. Yeah, it's really simple. Very um, simple. But I loved it. What did you think? Yep. Mike, I love this movie. <laughs> I'm so glad you chose it. <laughs> then we can watch this one. Yeah, it has been on my list for a long while since it came out, actually. Mm. Um, and yeah, I, I was I was quite surprised when I watched it how much I really love this movie. Yeah, it's a very um, slow slow burner. Just um, yes. if you if you're interested in watching it, be prepared for that. Um, <sighs> yeah, but yeah, definitely the right way to tell that story. I think. Um, yeah. And, you know, it might sound like from that synopsis that it's like a sci-fi thing. And it was, but it really wasn't as well. Um, yeah, it's very, like, um, minimal in its, in its science fiction yeah. stuff. Like, don't expect, like, alien gunfights or anything, <laughs> you know? Like, no one's whipping out a lightsaber here. Scarlett Johansson coming in the Millennium Falcon. Picking up yeah. Scottish guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no... Uh, no, yeah, she ain't being Black Widow here. She's far, far from being a Marvel character either. Yeah. Um, and she, she's such a good actress. Yeah. Like, it's like very... If you watch, like, the Marvel movies, it's like, like, oh, yeah, no, yeah, she's decent. Um, but when she does these other movies mm. outside of those big budget ones, she really proves just how, like, her talent... Mm. And this film is like really interesting acting wise because like there's Definitely. there's not much there to go off. Like, you know, she's playing this alien who is really silent for a lot of the film and she doesn't really have much expression, but it's a really subtle performance, which is always I find the best. I actually um, would say there's this a kind lot of thing at least for her to do. Yeah. In terms of cuz cuz there's um because there's so little dialogue there's, yeah. Um, and uh, should we? Can we just fly into spoilers? Yeah, sure. So, <laughs> all right. so I basically. Well, I, well, wait, wait. If you, if we'll you recommend it. Yeah. If you um. um if you want to watch it. You get it, scared easy. Don't watch it. Yeah. If you get scared easy, don't watch it. Um, it's quite um intense, um mm. thematically. Um, so if you're concerned about something or anything, maybe just look up. Um a bit about it before you watch it because it is quite intense and in some aspects um, yeah. and gruesome. But um, yeah, definitely recommend watching it um, before listening 
or if you don't really care, just keep listening. Anyway, should we just go into it? Yeah, yeah. So let's just go into this because there's, yeah. there's a lot to talk about. There is. Um, <laughs> when I was watching, I'm like, oh, wow. We chose a doozy to talk about first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's so much um, jam-packed in this movie. Even though it doesn't, it doesn't like, it's never beating you over the head with too much though. Yeah. It's not like, um, I don't know, it's, it's art house at its finest because it's not, um, it's not pretentious. It doesn't mm. feel preachy or anything. Yeah. Um, I think also because it, um, it does treat its plot, um, and the events happening so matter of factly. Yeah. Because like there is an alien and she is taking people. Mm. Um, and uh, what I was saying about her performance. Yeah. Is because um, I think it's implied at the start of the film that she's basically she is created at the start. Yeah, yeah. So she's like she's like a whole new being. Um, and I think from what I've read of or with the interviews with the director, is he loved the idea of exploring humanity through the eyes of an alien and someone yeah. that's new to it all. Um, mm. And I think that allows her as an actress to be able to explore so many different emotions and feelings. Yeah. Cause she, she true really does um, go through basically everything, you know, she tries to eat and yeah. she tries to make love and um, tries to just, you know, be a person Yeah, and what that feels like. Um, and she, like the first half, like just looking at her and just watching what her actions, she's really like effectively unsettling. Yeah, it's very intriguing. You could watch it for a long time. And yeah, like, and it's um, like it's slow, but you're constantly got this like feeling, especially in the first half, this like feeling of dread, and it doesn't like go away. Like you don't yeah. get bored of that feeling. Like the feeling stays there, and it like grabs you and like keeps you in um definitely which i think feels off yeah yeah and the music and like sound design helps with that so much (laughs) oh man i loved the music and and um and the sound design Mm. i have to i have to get this out of the way when a sound like the sound design there's a few movies there's very few movies that um i think capture the way real life sounds like it's so like everything sounded so mm. real yeah like even you thinking just of like, the bit where she's like going through like the shopping mall and stuff or yeah like, that but yeah. the one that stuck out to me um it was very minuscule but it's when she's in the van and it's raining outside and the sound of the rain on the on the van as well as the sound of the indicator of the car yeah like just all of it sounded so yeah. like you just don't hear all that in as many films i don't think i get what you mean yeah and the um, sci-fi stuff like the um alien kind of sounding stuff was also really unique i guess um yeah and it yeah. did something that like i always love with some sci-fi films where it doesn't take the usual route of science fiction and it doesn't um like use those kind of tropes of what an alien should look like or what an alien should sound like or whatever. Yeah, um, it was very um, Kubrick. Yeah, yeah, it reminded me a lot of Space Odyssey, um, 
but yeah. it's also yeah in the fact that it's expressive in its um like kind of alienness because like you know we yeah. don't actually know what aliens look like or anything and so rather than trying to show us what aliens look like it just kind of uses a very strong visual expression um to capture the mood of it and the essence of it rather than you know literally what it may or may not look like which i yeah. think is so much more fitting for this kind of film and works so so well um yeah the atmosphere is um so eerie and effective mm. and i loved like what you just said um the visual the way it uses its visuals pretty much to tell the whole story like there's barely any dialogue in it yeah um and the it conveys everything like the whole story and the themes and the emotions just through these visuals alone mm. and that that type of storytelling is is so well done here like the beach scene yeah that, that was scene, oh, that Jesus. was um, that was really intense <laughs> That was um, crazy. I was when watch- she like beats yeah. the guy's head with the rock. I was yeah. like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> yeah, that was um, that was really scary. I love the way that like, just specifically how everything started off really like wide shots, and like yeah. so it was really like, you know, indistinct as to what was happening, and you and and you felt like you were almost her or you were almost a spectator like watching something happen and so it felt really real and like so when yeah. like they start drowning it's just like oh my goodness yeah um we warned you about spoilers anyway they drown um yeah <laughs> but yeah it was really um like really grim stuff um, i know and the baby like yeah. just they're just leaving the baby there yeah like at first i thought the guy you know the motorbike guy I thought he was yeah. going to kill the baby. I was like, oh, no. But then he walks away, and I was like, is this even worse? Like, just leaving the baby here. Yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. Um, it, was, um, that, it was interesting. that I don't think that antagonist, I guess, the motorcycle guy, I don't think he said anything, like, throughout the whole film. No, he doesn't <laughs> But he was, like, he was still line. a really intriguing and, like, yeah, evil he, antagonist just through he his... He was so intimidating. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I love the that that they ride the motorbikes. That felt like really suitable. Like that, mm. that sort of weird sci-fi. Yeah, sort of like style. he was. He always had that. Um, yeah. That. Like, and he almost like he always knew on. what was yeah. happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It like was whenever very, uh... something she was doing something, he would be like on the way, like yeah. the deformed guy. Yeah, that was terrifying. Running, oh man. Uh, you know that deformed guy's real? Like that wasn't I wasn't sure if it was makeup or not when I was watching it. Yeah, no, I saw but that. He, he's a real up. guy. Yeah. Um Um Yeah, and he's actually like he's pretty funny. I watched some interviews with him. He's, yeah. Yeah, he's got like good dry wit about him. Um yeah. I he's thought got he was great. Quite a story. Yeah, he was really good. Um and yeah, every, the performances all around are really good. Yeah, even the minor characters, like the guy on the beach, when she's like talking to him and she's asking him all the questions when he comes out of the ocean. Yeah. And and like you can see that he's like a, he's starting to get like a little like weirded out. He's like, why are you asking me? You know, like. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, it's like you know, it's that whole like seduction thing where he's like, well, you know, she's really beautiful. I guess it's okay if she's asking me these things. Yeah. You know, but it's like that. It's always like right in that fine line. Mm. 
I think every like minor character had the potential to be like a main character. Like when I was like watching yeah. that guy at the beach, I was like, oh, maybe like he's gonna be like, yeah, that's what, what I um, kind of <laughs> instigates a change, or like maybe he's. And then I was like, nope, nope, no, 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 <laughs> he no is, definitely not. <laughs> he's not staying in this film very long. No, yeah, um, um, and same with the, with the guy that takes her in. Like yeah. he just sort of disappears. Yeah, but I think he, he like he's. I guess he served his purpose for the story, and yeah, and um, yeah, yeah. Everything really added up to create a unique kind of look at the human experience. I guess. Yeah, and also like the it was very um, like about how people perceive uh, females in sexuality and and all that as well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like how um, she's like an she's an object basically at the start that's solely like just trying to use her figure to mm. seduce people and then when she's tried like when she finally starts to find her real self, you know, mm. more, then she becomes prey to that other prick in the woods. Yeah, yeah. Oh, when she met him in the woods, I was like, Oh, okay, oh, he seems kinda nice. Um mm. Like the bald guy. And I was like, God oh, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> He's a prick. The world's a horrible place. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, oh, fun fact, too. Oh, um, Do you know, they actually, uh, she, Scarlett Johansson, they had a camera in the car and she just drove around, like, the Scottish towns. And then some of the people that she um, tries to seduce and get in the car are actually real random people. Oh my god, really? Yeah. That's terrifying. They actually just drove around and <laughs> I know. Um and then afterwards of course they would be like, you know, this is what we're doing. Sign this contract gotcha. if, you, if you want to be in the film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, as they're like sinking in the thing. <laughs> you sign this here and it'll be fine. Um No, but I thought that was really cool. Um that and that helped cool. make it feel so real. Yeah. And I think that's what made it really like eerie and, and such a feeling of just offness yeah. throughout because it felt so real and genuine. Yeah, and normally with sci-fi, it'd be like you're so distanced from what you're watching because like you're like, oh, there's aliens or whatever. But like this is like so grounded in reality. Even though there are yeah, exactly. aliens, as an audience, you kind of just forget that she's an alien, and you're like, this is just something really scary that could actually happen, even though it definitely couldn't. Yeah, yeah. Well, we don't know. Well, we Maybe. Don't know. Maybe Scarlett Johansson um, is driving around in a van as we speak in Scotland. Who knows? Maybe. And maybe, maybe Michael Jackson was a Men in Black agent. <laughs> what? <laughs> Do you remember that? Wait. I can be Agent Ken. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but what, what relevance does that have? <laughs> I don't know. Wild, wild shit could be real. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, true, true. <laughs> <laughs> all right well on that are you do you have anything else you want to say or are you happy well i have so much to say about this movie michael i could go on for so long yeah um but basically it is um it it may be a perfect movie for me it's really wow. riding near a 10 for me um damn it's, i mean there's it does everything so well like there's not much to kind of critique because it's clearly doing something very specific and it does that thing very well um and so you can't really critique it in that aspect um yeah because it's really really successful at what it's trying to do i guess and it's very unique 
Yeah. I haven't seen anything like it. Like, I've seen... Like, I have a soft spot for those sort of slow burn films. Um, it reminded me of anything. Um, the Hunger. from It's from an 80s vampire mm. film. But it's also got, like, a lot of, like, sl- slow build. Um, it's got David Bowie in it. Oh. Um, good old Bowie um, playing a vampire. <laughs> and a lot of, like, similar themes, actually. Yeah. Um, but that slow build mixed with that atmosphere like the atmosphere without the way the film sounds um and looks Mm. uh this would definitely not work let alone the performances but you know um the atmosphere really carries it yeah Um, and the music like i was listening just before that some of the tracks um are really like beautiful there's some beautiful tracks that Mm. sound just so like uplifting and otherworldly in such like an you know an ethereal way like oh wow like i'm transcending life here and then there's other ones that are like (laughs) terrifying violin noise yeah yeah i'm like oh jeez you know (laughs) yeah um but and that really encapsulates just like the so many like emotions that it's dealing with Mm. um but yeah, I'd basically be talking about this film forever because um, <laughs> I only watched it today. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, I only watched it like um, not that long ago. But um, so my mind's still sort of running wild with everything that I saw. Yeah, uh, and I'm sure like with more time, it'll just get better and better. I guess because it ha- it has for me. I watched it I think yesterday, and since then, yeah, it's um, it's just gotten yeah. better and better with thought. Definitely, I I really want to watch it again. Um, mm. So, uh, well, I'm sure if you're listening now, either you don't care or you've seen it already. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there's no point in recommending it again. Yeah. Um, but if you are here just by chance that you didn't really care about spoilers, but you now sound very or now now you're very uh, intrigued, definitely give yeah. it a watch. Cause, um, well, we actually didn't give everything away. No, no, not really. Yeah, there's still stuff um, that. We didn't, we didn't say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely, definitely uh, should watch it. It's on Stan at the moment. Um, if you got Stan, um, I don't. There's too it. many, too many of these <laughs> things. I don't know. I don't even know which one Stan is. What's the difference between Stan? Stan Stan's and... the uh, the blue one with the white text. It's like it's like the Australian. <laughs> uh, Isn't that Amazon as well? Yeah, that's that... the that's the lighter blue. With the white text. Oh, yeah. completely different. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think Stan's Australian made one. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll give another shot to... <laughs> but um, if you have Stan, definitely recommend watching this this film, Under the Skin. Um, all right. Are you, are you happy to wrap it up here? I mean, Pretty I know much. You, you've probably got a lot more to say, but... Um, oh, I have so much more to say. <laughs> maybe, I'm sad that this is coming to an end. Well, maybe we can uh, continue the discussion with our audience through feedback. Um, did you like that segue? Yeah, that was yeah, great. That felt was pretty good. Um, got, so tingles. <laughs> so, um, as I said before, we want this podcast to be very community-based. So, we want to keep things very open. 
Um, and so we're feel- nothing without our fans. Exactly, all of our fans listening to this now. Probably. <laughs> Hi, mom and dad. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But yeah, if you uh, if you have anything to say about you know any of the films we talked about or the podcast in general, um, things you might find interesting that we might be able to do or, or things that you found interesting that we did do, um, whatever, feel free to um, keep the conversation going um, through either my Instagram, which is um, directed by Michael Hollis, or Troy's Instagram, which is... Troy Harwood 99 cool. No, that's not it. That's my email. <laughs> 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 I'm so used to just saying my email. <laughs> um, no, mine's a rip-off of Michael's. Mine's written by Troy Howard. Yeah, so feel free to email Troy or you message You can email me if you want. On Instagram. Um, yeah, I don't know. Any way you want to uh, to give us some feedback. We'd love to hear it, honestly. Um, cause that's kind and what's of your address, Michael? <laughs> or you can post to me at um, 79 Smith Street. Um, (laughs) write that down (laughs) alright well thank you very much for listening if if you're still here Um, and we hope to um, do this again next week and hope you listen then Um, yeah watch some movies watch the movies that we talked about if you like them Um, and if you have any suggestions of what we could watch also pass those along um, and we might talk about it next week all right. Yeah, and if there's stuff that you know you want to, like, uh, bring up interesting um, discussions or stuff, we can always continue talking about stuff in, in the next podcast as well. Yeah, definitely. We can keep talking about the same film for fifty episodes, <laughs> which we probably yes. could do for Under the Skin. But <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway, that's all right. the plan. Um, well, thank you for listening, and goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>